We're learning about the true way, according to the Torah, to overcome feelings of, of low self-esteem. It's even hard to use that term. It's become so strangely a part of modern life. And the advice of the Torah is so different from all of the advice, any of the advice that the world can give us. And we're the only ones that can hear such advice, and the only ones that can receive it, and the only ones for whom it could work. It's pretty exciting. We're the only ones for whom that could work in the world. Just a couple of chavrits. It's pretty exciting. <clears throat> and it reaches to the cherish of who we are, where we're coming from. And it tells us that even though we might think that what other Marishan, what other Marishan experienced and the hate, the sin of other Marishan has very little to do with us, and no one could imagine that a person like other Mauritian could have a problem with self-esteem. Who would he go to for therapy anyway? And what kind, and what reason would there be for other Mauritian, other Mauritian, but other Mauritian sinned on his madrig. We don't understand, but he sinned. Other Mauritian sinned. He failed. And he took down the whole universe with him. That could hurt anybody's self-esteem. And it's in the cherish of creation, that feeling of depression, of giving up, of wanting to give up. And we're learning that when you or I when you or I do something wrong, it, it, it might not be as grand and as cataclysmic as other Marisans hate on his level. But the root, and, the root of each hate, the root of, of every mistake that we make, is the same as other Marisans. We'll just review for one second the paragraph. We're up to the paragraph Mehechan Naveya, but let's go. Let's just review the one before Ilu. Ilu, in the middle of the page. Kufiud Zayin. Ilu Haisel Adam Hakara Amitis Mihu. Just like Adam Rishon, it's us. That if we would have a true understanding, the Emes, Mihu, who am I? Who we are? <laughs> that the eat that each and every one of us is be'emes be'emes only good, toiv bilvad. Like other Mauritian, like other Mauritian who faced evil as something outside of himself before the chait. It was something outside of him. After the chait, he saw evil as part of himself. And the avoid of tshuva is to is to make that havdolah and a hachna to remove the snake from within oneself to separate it and to see it as not being who I am, but as an elzar, as something foreign that I unfortunately invited into my life. Not all of the people that we invite into our lives have helped us grow. And the Sahara certainly is not one that we should invite into our lives, but we do. <clears throat> but we begin to we begin to think that that's who we are. If a person would know Be'emis, should Be'emis Bilvad, that Be'etzim, as we've been learning, he himself is Tayyib Bilvad, completely good. 
and the Ra comes from the Guf, it's a Levush. He wouldn't even for a moment be able to consider doing something wrong. He wouldn't be able, he wouldn't be able to think of doing it, let alone to do it. Because even coming close to any Ra, would, would completely undermine his very understanding of the self. And as we've been talking about, as we learned, a person doesn't do something that's totally, completely out of character with himself. Not only that, but he's not interested in something that's out of character with himself. As we spoke about Barichas. A person doesn't have, he hates the heart to be, to be a behemoth. So how is it that human beings act like behemoths? Because they think of themselves as having a shaykhus to behemoth. Otherwise, what kind of a yetzahar is it to be a behemoth? It's not yetzahar to be a behemoth. Within one's world, a person is drawn towards those within his world. But if you don't have a shaykhus or a kesha to something that's outside of your world, so. so if a person would see himself truthfully as being completely good, as being at some type, not because of compliments that he got, but because of the kind neshamish nesat to be tahirahi, because of the neshama, because of the chiluk elokam yimal. This in a person, if a person would see that, he wouldn't have a shaykhus there. It would be the most ridiculous thing. He would have a shaykhus. Anybody here going out tonight to meet some Yishmaeli? You're going out tonight for Yishmaeli? You're going to get together in a? You're going to an Irish pub tonight? What do I have with the Irish? They should be well. Leave them in their leave them in their places, and they should drink and be happy. I don't have a shaykhus with them. I don't have a shaykhus with them. And if and if I make a lachaim, if I make a lachaim at a kiddush, and I have a little bit something to drink, that doesn't make me either into a person that sits in some sort of a bar someplace. Not to say that all Irish people are shikha, most but not all. And I'm not saying such a thing. God forbid. But I have a shaykhist to that. So we're not interested in going there. We have no shaykhist to that. So it wouldn't be possible for us to be drawn towards something which is evil if we understood, if we believed that Be'etzim, it's totally out of our league. It's so completely different from us. Madu'ha'adam kain miskar so how is it possible for a Jew to talk to him as to go and to do something that's not right? Why is it that unfortunately a person, a Jew, does do a Because he's missing this, he's missing this underlying truth. The mitzis of who he really is is missing from him. He doesn't understand it. It's not something we were taught. It's not something that we understand, that, we were, that was explained to us. So a person, we look at ourselves like other people. It's good and bad and so on. It's hard, there's a bad thing inside of me, there's a good thing inside of me, and they're fighting and I lost, and next time I'll, maybe I'll win. And all of life just goes by like that. That's what we're up to. <clears throat> a little bit past halfway, a kufyud from where does this negative self-image come from? Where does that come from? Some people call this a feeling of inferiority. Feelings of inferiority. Feelings of inferiority. Where do they come from? So you could say... While you're lying on the couch, do they still do that? Are you sitting in a chair? I think they're still lying on the couch. There's still a few Freudians left in the world. So, we'll prefer couches, I think. So, you could tell the person, well, my feelings of inferiority came, and I'm a, I'm a guy, and I wasn't a good ball player. So, when I was in third grade, we were in the schoolyard, the, the two teams were arguing who was going to take Yankee. You take him, you take him, you take him, you take him. All right, all right. So Sadiqim ended up taking Yankee. And every time I got up to bat, there was Dizyanas, and they used to say, throw it very slow to him. There were guys like that in every class, right? They said, throw it slow, throw it slow, give him another chance. Say, all right, Yankee, don't worry. 
And that was on a good day. Right? So because of that, Yanki grew up with feelings of inferiority. So since he wasn't, for boys it's very important to be successful at sports. So since he wasn't athletic, so it was very hard for him. And Mimela, that carried over into, into physics and chemistry and history and other stuff. And he felt that he's not an Ishmat And then, of course, it's a self-fulfilling nightmare. And that's what he's explaining and that's what they're talking about. Be'emes. Where, where does it come from? Feelings of inferiority. The guy that struck out a lot of times when he was a kid. The girl that was a little bit overweight. The girl didn't look as pretty. She had a couple of pimples. The married, the married woman whose uh, who's pots and pins are sometimes... Uh, not put away into the cabinet, who's not always 100% in order, and everything is not the way that it is by the neighbor and so on. From there comes the, the feelings of inferiority. Be'emes, be'emes. Any normal person would think that I'm inferior because my pots are not in the cabinet? No, you should think that I'm a slug. But not to think that I'm chasashom, that I'm not a good person, or that should make me to somebody that's not matzliach in life because I'm not neat, or because I'm overweight, or I'm underweight. So where does it really come from? Whatever the professional jargon is to describe the same thing, which is, I'm feeling bad about myself. not the answer. Whatever the answer, whatever the answer, the explanation that we've heard, it's not the answer. A person who never did anything wrong in his life doesn't feel inferior. He does not have a negative self-image. Why does a Jew have, why would a Jew have this negative self-image? Where does it come from? Because the moment that a Jew sins, he does what he's not supposed to do. Obviously, when he understands that he's not supposed to do that. A person who was raised in a non-religious environment, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't think there's anything wrong with being the Shabbos or eating something that's not kosher. But talking about a person, each person on his madrega, on her madrega, when he or she understands, oh boy, this is bad, right? Each person on his level. At that moment that the person sins, he takes that avera from the snake, from the goof that came from the goof that came from the lavush, from the external garment of who he is. And now he's, just like Adam Rishon, he's invited it into his essential being, and he now identifies himself with the snake. It's not that it's outside of me. <clears throat> it's in me, and it's not only in me, but it's who I am. Vim kvar ra, and if I am bid, then this ra, this sin that I've done, which could be one avayra, but this sin that I've done, since I am ra, I'm capable of doing such a terrible thing, I must be bad. And if I'm a bad person, this avayra has the potential, obviously, of expanding, of being this rachev, of conquering more territory in my life. Till I've kemat identified myself completely as a terrible person. And in Akedekach, there are many people that you and I know that if you ask them what's good about you, they're struggling to come up with some sort of an answer. What is it that's good about you? You ask a person, what's good about me? 
I know how to make I know how to make good French fries. That's what's good about you. Also an omelet. That's good about you. And what's bad about you? Oh, it's bad about me now. Now we can talk. What's bad about me? And the ones who go around making like their big knackers, like I was talking about Shalashidas, the, the paros of the world, the only reason that they talk big is because those are the ones that have the worst, worst problems with their own image. That's what they have to cover it up by talking like they're big knackers. The ones who wear their neck plus too tight, you know what I'm talking about. It's a certain type. It's because, it's because they, they're the ones that feel worst about themselves. They make all kinds of levushim, levushim, all kinds of things to act like they're something. It's the biggest Rahman. When you see a person like that, a, a buffoon, you know, uh, talking up a big Indian, it's the biggest Rahmanas. Those people are the biggest Rahmanas. Because you know the person's told it's a broken, he sees nothing good in himself, and that's why he has to act that way and, and carry himself in a certain way. He doesn't, that's him, he doesn't see that he's good, so he has to carry on. You're in a classroom, you see there's a kid that's making cracks all the time and jokes, it's the biggest Rahmanas. Any adult knows if you have a kid in a class that's cracking jokes all the time, he's looking for attention, it's that a person's self-image is so broken and so shattered that it's came out nothing good that he sees in himself. Because the, that hate, that Aveira, whatever that, we don't remember what the Aveira was, but that Aveira was able to grow and to conquer more territory. Since, since I'm Ra, I'm the Etsim, I'm Ra, so Ra meets up with Ra, and then it's Ra, Ra, Ra. It's all Ra. That's it. It's just bad. Everything's bad. And you don't even see the good in yourself. Other people will see it, but you don't see in yourself the good. If a person would have a Mitzis, if, his, if the reality of his life would be completely clean, doesn't, no avails. There could be such a thing. Mitzis Nikiyah. Mitzis Zaka, pure. And he would believe in himself. He has no reason not to believe. He has a perfect record. Perfect, beautiful record. Clean. Everything clean. And he believes that he's taiv. And there's no sin. Because that's the Mitzis. The Mitzis is he has a perfect record. If there could be such a thing, he has a perfect record. Then that person would never have, he would never have negative feelings about himself. Because he has a perfectly clean record. So he would never have any negative feelings about himself. He couldn't possibly have a negative self-image. The so when a person has this negative self-image, tadmis yiruda, a low self-esteem, the solution to this problem is to go to the nekudas asheris, to the point of the root of who he is. And from there to build a positive self-image. Again, since it's obvious that any person who could, if there could be such a thing, who's totally clean, perfect, like a little child, never did anything wrong, nothing. So that person wouldn't have poor self-esteem. He wouldn't have a negative self-image. It means that if we could get to the cherish of who we are, and lo and behold, discover that after all the stuff that I've done, the etzim of who I am, of who I really am, of me, is totally clean and pure. That's the solution. And to build from that point, to build ourselves up from that point, not by hearing compliments from other people, oh, you're so good, That's... That's the secular way of doing it. 
That's not Alpitayr. To try to make lists. You're good at this, you're good at that. Not only can you make French fries, not only can you make omelets, you're also a good friend. You're a good friend. And you know what? We're going to call, like they had on the television shows they used to have, that they find somebody that knew the person from 40 years ago, and they call him up, come on down! And then all of a sudden these friends meet and they haven't seen each other in 40 years, and they start hugging and kissing, and they say stories about what a nice person you are, because they saw this person was like in a bad place, and they, gave him, they put him on the television, they got some old friend that said, you're not such a rush, and now you're going to be happy. But this is, the, this is Mavel, this is what it is. <clears throat> but that's not a solution. If you depend on other people to tell you that you're good, then you, then you haven't solved anything. You could be creating more problems, as we learned last time, police are going to be a problem of Gaiva. Kshemevinim, the last line. Once, once a person understands that this whole problem of self-esteem, that he has this feeling about himself, that it comes from a tfisa, from this, this understanding, this terrible mistaken understanding that has ruined our lives. That what? That the ra, that the evil is be'emes, a chilk of who I am. It's a part of me, and I, I see this as who I am. It's a major part of who I am. And a lot of this can be blamed on talks, speeches, even from people with good intentions that we've heard growing up, even people that had nice long beards, talks that we heard. <clears throat> when a person understands that that's where it comes from. The problem of low self-esteem doesn't come from striking out in third grade. It doesn't come from a sloppy house when you're married. It doesn't come from being overweight or from having a pimple or from having a long nose. It doesn't come from that. But it comes from this tfisa that there's something essentially bad about me. To the point that Ra, from things that I did wrong, spread, it spread throughout the system, to such a point, he begins to see himself as being primarily bad. Or entirely bad, Khalila. The solution is not to gather together old friends and to have a banquet of all the old friends and to, and to make lechaims to him and to tell him how much we love you. That's a nice thing. People want to do that. It's always nice. But that's not the solution to this, problem, this person's problems. It's not a solution. There's one solution. To reveal to that person, to help reveal, and within oneself and to another person to help a person, to be Nagala is a tfisa the true tfisa, the true understanding, which is the ani of a person is Kodesh Vitaha. And the Ra. The evil, the Ra, is then perceived as something outside of oneself, like it was in Gan Eden Mikedem in the form of a snake. Which Rav Hutna Zechran Levoche in one of the Mamarim of Tshuva speaks about the Inina Vidui, and why Vidui, why we need to confess, and why we need to verbalize and to articulate these problems in our lives. And why is it the Chazal speak about a person confessing the same sin a second time? We're not going to get into the halachas because they're plotting like this, this way and that way. But Chazal compare it to a kelev hashav al which means a dog that has, dogs have a habit of going, you'll excuse me, they go back and sniff, they like to sniff at the mess that they made. It's an Indian that a dog has. And Chazal compare a person who keeps on reviewing the bed in his life as such a person. Because what Vidui does, and the purpose of Vidui, is to externalize the Chait. And when a person is able to externalize it, 
and to and to remove it from within him himself when he's able to make it into a make it into a subject an ugly disgusting thing that used to be part of his life and now he's able to separate it from his life and put it onto a table like a person that had an extraction and they show him the dentist shows him look at this horrible tooth you had it was terrible it was causing you all kinds of sorrows and now he's able to go home and to laugh and he's able to show his family and get up and go and then he puts it on the table and he puts it into his drawer and every once in a while he takes it and he says oh thanks I used to have toothaches and look at this disgusting thing <clears throat> that's what it is in your life that's not in your mouth anymore it's not connected anymore it's in the drawer you remember that there was such a thing but it's not part of you anymore that's what vidui is. And therefore to go back over and over to your Averis is like this guy takes out his old tooth and he starts to put it in. He tries it on. And, he's, and he, he goes back to the dentist and says, I'd like you to hook this up for me again. It's a Michigan. What are you doing back? Like a dog to his schmutz. And he goes back every time to see, this is how bad I was. This is the smell that came from me. This is what a schmutz I made. That's what a dog does. <clears throat> it's not you. So you were able to get rid of it. Go away from it already. Go away. It's not you. Go away from it. Leich lecha. Go to yourself. Who is the self? The shomish nesatavi tahir. Without any sins. Like a baby, mamish, an innocent child. We said that if you've never done anything wrong, if you're totally pure, then you would never do anything wrong. That's the place where you go back to. And that's the place that's exactly the place where you build a Jew from. You don't build him from compliments, from dinners, from honoring him. You don't build him from all kinds of stories. You tell him you're the best guy in the world. He says, I'm not the best guy. <laughs> you tell him you're the best guy. I know that I'm not. And I can bring you a lot of rice that I'm not. And then he's going to tell you all the things that he's done wrong in his life. And then the other guy's going to tell him, you're talking right. I made a mistake. I thought you were a good guy. I guess you're not. I never knew that bad stuff about you. Now that you told me, now I understand. I agree with you. You're not a good guy. It's the whole, the whole mitzvah of the world is to try to fix these broken people with such lishayness, which, again, it's a nice thing, and as far as treating somebody who's not Jewish, there isn't any like that, for sure. Miu ba'emes ha'ani, right, let's go. Kuf Yudches, the third line. So who am I? Hanachtaim Shabaras Arlam, the baker. The Bernstrom is a baker. The Nachtaim. The baker who baked the world. The one who created the world. Made Ali Sasso. He testifies. The Bernstrom made, made us, and he, he's the baker, and he's the only one that can say the ingredients, right? Otherwise, you don't know. There's a joke in our, in our house that there are certain ingredients that everybody, my children know that I, I detest. I don't like margarine. The thought of margarine makes me very uncomfortable. Although I love things like layer cake and other cakes like that. So one time I was horrified. My oldest daughter was, was telling me, Daddy, what do you think goes into this layer cake? So I said, what? Chocolate and sponge cake goes into it. Chocolate and sponge cake. That's all. Sugar. Things like that. She says, no, there's tons of margarine in here. The whole thing is margarine. So I said, no, it's, I'm not going to accept that. It can't, there can't be that such a delicious thing like a piece of layer cake has been, is infested with margarine. Because margarine reminds me of butter. And butter doesn't remind me of the Kisei HaKavid. And, and how could it be such a thing? Or something, well, like honey. Also, there's honey in something, anything, milchis in something, so they know. So they'll say, there's no, there's no margarine in this cake, Daddy. Or they'll say, don't come into the kitchen now, Daddy. Don't, don't, don't look over here, Daddy. And he says, hey, see from the corner of my eye, there's like a stick and they're doing something over there with that margarine, flopping into the thing. The baker knows the ingredients, no? You could tell other people there's no margarine in the cake, but the baker knows, Daniel, what goes in there. The baker knows. <clears throat> when I was a kid and I worked and I worked in the in the back of a kitchen, 
the people in the back of the kitchen, they know what goes in there. It's always, it's the, the people in the, people are sitting at a table and you have fancy people with their pinkies raised and they're eating some hundred dollar dish. In those days, let's say it was twenty, thirty dollars, but eating some hundred dollar dish. And they don't know that there's a guy that was standing over the grill and he's dripping perspiration into your, into your supper. Go into the kitchen. Anybody who worked in the kitchen knows that I'm not exaggerating. The guy's standing over the grill. He's making a fifty dollar steak and he's perspiring marijuana and her, marijuana, heroin. Their face into your steak, what's going in there. Fifty years of abuse are going into your steak. And they bring it out, they put a little piece of green on it. Right? They put a little green over there, and they have a fancy sauce, and the people put down a hundred dollars between the two of them for, for two steaks, and they put their fingers up, and they make a l'chaim over a wine. They're, who knows what happened to that wine? And, they, and they're going, and they're eating it. The, the people in the kitchen knows that there's a little bit, that little spicy taste that it has, it's not coming from, uh, uh, it's not coming from inside the steak, it's coming from uh, the person on top of the steak. That's where it's coming from. Sorry, if you didn't know that yet, I hate to tell you the news. But that's, that's what it is. <clears throat> the Nachtoim, the one who makes the food, knows what's in it. It's the Bayer Eulam, the creator of the world, who created each and every one of us for Yidin. He knows our ingredients. You can't, you can't argue with the baker. He knows the ingredients. And what's the, what is a yid? Hani who toyed It's the one who made that said, a yid is totally good. Rabbi say, think of that. It's not someone else. It's not a theory. It's not someone who wrote a book about Jews. The one who made us. The one who made us says, Aidis. When I made you, I made you tough. That's who you are. You're good. You're entirely good. That's the one who made us. But it can't be. I put on I put on twelve pounds this this month. No hashtag yid. There's even more good than there used to be. Until now, there was only 130 pounds of good. Now, there's 142 pounds of good. That's even better. It's good. Toif. Toif. Good. Toif bulvad. Kashiyah bor la'adam shamitziyish lo'yu neshama. When it's clear to a person that the mitziyish is not the stuff that he did that's bad. And he doesn't need people to come to tell him that wasn't bad, to learn a pshat and the bad that he did is not so bad, it is bad, it's not so bad, and to have a committee to decide whether he's good or bad. And the person knows that the mitzvah of who he is is neshama. That's the mitzvah of a Jew. The neshama is the mitzvah of a Jew. And the body, the guf, is only a garment, it's an encasement, it's not the Nisham, it's not who we are. Then Yuvrulai Gam Shahani Shenikra Nishama Hurak Taifma'ai. Then it's perfectly clear that the that that I am Taif. Because that's the etzim, the Mitsias of who I am. And Mimela, from there you build a person, there's no problem, there's no low self-esteem in the person. Akiras This uprooting of, 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 neg- of identifying oneself with what's negative. This has to take place through this understanding that the guf and all that the guf has brought into my life is only a lavush, it's only a garment. Of course it has to be dealt with. We spoke a lot about that. But it's a lavush. Loi etzem ha'ani. It's not the etzem ha'ani. The ha'ani hu an neshama shakadosh baruch made ala shu taiv ma'ay. What's the Ani? The Ani is what the baker himself, the Bari Eilam, the creator, the one who the one who put the stuff together and put us into the oven. The Bari Eilam himself said, It's Taiv Ma'ay. Zayagut. Mum Ein Bach. Unblemished. Pure. I'm 20, 30, 40 years old. I did this and this. 
Mum Einbach, Vayasi, Yanasi, Vayasi, my beloved, my perfect one, Tamasi, Mum Einbach. It's not delusionary. It's not stam, a compliment, or some trick or some game to make a person think he's not so bad. It's not taking Cinderella and dressing her up in some nice clothing and giving her a makeup a job, something to fix her up and to send her out into the world to the ball and say, there you go, you see, you talk a beautiful. It's not, it's not a game. It's the etsum of the person. It's not cosmetic. All these other things are cosmetic. This is the etsum, what a person is, what a yid. It's not, it's not makeup. All the rest of what's going on is, is, is eyeshadow and mascara. And you know the, that, it, that, that it runs. It, it, it gets, goes off. It doesn't stay. Even though they try to make, they try to make that it stays and it's longer and longer and longer. They could people, I know maybe ladies get operations and they inject them with a mascara or something. Because they have, now, it stays longer, but it, everybody knows that's not really, that's not really how I look. That's not really how I look. So what is that? It's makeup. But they know that under the makeup, it's, uh, it's the same old ugly duckling. So then what does that get you? Under the makeup. Even if a person in his life has failed. Whatever he's failed at. He's failed at school, or he failed at work, whatever he's failed. He lives with the inner truth of who he is. Nishar Taif. Remains Taif. Good. Nimsim Kane, the middle of the page. Shashirish Tikan Haragoshis Ashlili Shalodam Klape Atsmai. The root of repairing these negative feelings that a person has about himself. Doesn't come from convincing the people around him to build this guy up to have better social standing, better social status. In other words, this person feels left out. Make him feel, make him feel better. Bring him up higher in the, on the social ladder because he's not included, he's not included in things. So bring him in and make him feel better about himself. How do we build a person up? How do we repair this negative self-image? You pay him a couple of compliments that day. <clears throat> they told you you have to pay this person some compliments. He's not feeling good about himself. He has problems, he has sorrows, he's, whatever it is, all kinds of things. So you tell him, oh, it's nice to see you. You know, Every time I see you, I feel so good because he's such a great person. All of the compliments, which again, doesn't mean you shouldn't compliment the person. Of course, there's a mitzvah to always try to be mechayi, mechazagiyid, always to make compliments, always to, to say nice things. That's a mitzvah to be mechayi people. But if, but if you need that chasasholim for who you are, there's no bigger achmanis in the world. There's no bigger achmanis in the world if you need that. Like we learned, like we learned last year, there are people, there are people who, sh- who are snoring for money, Nabuch. There are people who go begging for money. There are people who go begging for compliments. And the tzaddikim, the Bali Muslim, said that a person who's a covet schnorer is much worse shaped than a person who's a, a, moment, who's a money schnorer. Because a money schnorer, if, if you give him a nice check, so he's, he'll, he'll be able to go to the grocery and buy some stuff, and he'll be good for a couple of days if you give him a nice check. But a covet schnorer, a person who's schnoring for compliments, a person who needs other people's compliments, and needs other people to build him up, so he's he, he's addicted to that. And he goes with every person that he meets. He tries to sound smart, or to look nice, or to act this way and that way. Why? Because he's snoring for a compliment. He's snoring for a compliment. And <clears throat> those who are snoring for compliments, those who are begging for covet, who are begging for compliments, they never they never ever get enough. They never get enough. So they're the biggest snorers in the world. The ones who are snoring for compliments. The ones who are snoring for other people's approval. You could have that, it doesn't have to be in a, in a, in a, in a silly way. You could have somebody that's sitting in, in yeshiva, and all day long his thoughts are only that I should be able to say something that the Rebbe should say, ah, you said a good thing. 
And his whole Torah is coming, to, is only revolving around that one point that the Rebbe should say, you said a good thing, or the Chavush should say, ah, oh, you're smarter than me, I don't know how to answer that question. And the whole Torah is revolving around that Nakuda of being, of, of getting someone's approval. You have people, they live their whole lives because they come from homes where, they, where their parents didn't give them much uh, approval, didn't show them much, and didn't compliment them. So their whole lives, the Nebuch became snurrers for approval. Every single person they talk to, they guys start telling their whole life story to try to get somebody to say, oh, you're, that's you, oh, you're big son. You have people, every time you meet them, you talk to them for 30 seconds, they start telling you different things and this and that. And they need you to, to say something about them. To, where does that come from? Shachmanis. They go the whole life, they're fishing for things. For someone to say something nice, to say something good. And if someone didn't say, then, then, then you, the person becomes ungeblusen, that they didn't say, how come he didn't say a compliment to me? Or how come the person didn't remember to thank me? Don't they know I put so much work into, into this uh, simcha? And, 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 uh, and they got up at the Sheva office and said, oh, I want to thank cousin this and cousin that, and I want to say, thank Bubi and Zaidi, I want to thank... And the person sitting listening, yes. And I want to thank this, I want to thank that. And they go, and in the parish of Sasha, who it says, and then, the, and, and then the person sitting there, I, 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 I cut up all the kiwis. <laughs> I cut up all the kiwis. I stood here for an hour cutting kiwis. It's a gormish. Didn't say a word about me. Now I know who my friends are. I know who my real friends are. And, and the, the person doesn't appreciate me. This person doesn't appreciate me. And you can't stop thinking about it. And it gridges you that you're a little bit embarrassed to tell someone if you have a husband, you have a wife, so that you could say silly things like this about you. Did you notice that, the, that she didn't mention my name? So she, they didn't mention your name. So thank the Barry Oilam that they didn't mention your name. So thank the Barry Oilam that they didn't mention your name. You're able to do something with Shem Shemai. You're able to do something that it shouldn't be become an Indian for other people. <clears throat> so thank the Barry Oilam. person's whole life revolves around these things. That they should give him some compliments. What does that mean? It means that we try to we try to catch him, meaning to show him, to point out to him some neglected success in his life. Don't you remember? Why do you say that you're not a, why do you call yourself a loyutzloch? I remember thirty years ago you were uh, you were the uh, Class vice president, and they, you, you remember you were able to put together a project. You raised fifty dollars for the uh, for the almanis in Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why you say you're not Matzliach? You remember that the thirty years ago I was the vice president. And I collected fifty dollars and we sent it to the almanis in Eretz Yisrael. I remember that. Okay, maybe I'm not so bad. So almanis. We have to try to dig up something that we could say. And now people can compliment you. All the people around you say, you did that? You, you spearheaded. They use all these kinds of lashanis to make people happy. You spearheaded. To me, it sounds like you're killing somebody. <laughs> but they call that spearheading. You spearheaded the... The project, like they now have to give all the... I'm, I'm, forgive me, I don't mean this in a bad way, because it's nice. But they make now for everybody mitzvah, but mitzvah have to make them feel like they're doing some big project to help the whole world, which we never had when we were young. It's an Indian to tell the bas mitzvah, you're such a gewaldige bas mitzvah, go, you know why you did? Because you made packages for the poor and all these things, which is a good chinuch. I'm not saying God forbid not to do that, because it's a very valuable chinuch. But it's not to give her a feeling that she's gewaldig. That is, that's not to do that. That's not what it's for. If it's for a chesed, we teach our children to be kind, good. But if it becomes a kunz, you know what it means a kunz? A mishak, a game. <clears throat> My son can't go to the bar mitzvah unless he makes a seam on, on, on shas or something. The poor kid's got to sit there like this, you know, <laughs> like since he's three years old, him with so he can make a seam on something when he's bar mitzvah. Or that the girl has to be able to make sure to meet every soldier in Eretz Yisrael before she gets bar mitzvah. <laughs> to say, uh, here I brought you something, Yisrael Achman 
because her bas mitzvah came out after Purim, so they made a project that she's going to give shalachmanis to every soldier in Eretz Again, don't take this the wrong way. It's nice to give shalachmanis, and it's certainly nice to learn shahs, right? As long as they don't get those two mixed up, it's fine. <laughs> but, but, if you need that to build a person into a person, that's shalachmanis. That's shalachmanis. It should be enough for her that she grew up in a house where she's loved and respected for who she is. That she doesn't have to do some grand project to outshine her friends. Which many times hasn't been in the kuda for the parents as well. All of this is stam games. Expensive games. But since it helps other people, it's still kedai to do. Eliyesh l'chanech oisoy, the chinech of a Jew... The chinuch of a Jew be'emes. Eliyesh the chinuch ha'isoyv es atzmenu le'emes ha'amitis. The chinuch of our children and the chinuch of ourselves le'emes ha'amitis. The emes ha'amitis is shamitzias shalano mitzias toiva. The mitzias is a mitzias toiva. The baker, the one who made us, says edus on each and every one of us. Even if I didn't do that project. How many times I've said to fathers, you don't have to, the boy doesn't have to lay in the whole parish if you make for the bar mitzvah. He doesn't have to lay in the parish. He's not, if he's good at it and he likes to do it, then, then lay him. If he, doesn't, if he doesn't like to do it, then leave him alone. He doesn't have to lay in the parish. My son's not going to, I lay in the parish and my father lay in the parish. So my son's going to lay in the parish. So listen, I'm going to lay in the parish. The island doesn't want it. The kid doesn't want it. The only one that wants it is you. So, what's the point? Because I don't want my child to feel bad. I don't want him to go through life thinking that he didn't lay in the... He, I want him to know that he could do that. He could lay in the whole parasha. He could hit a home run. He could hit a grand slam. And, and, if, he, and if he's not good at laying, you can't tell your kid, you're a wonderful boy, the Bernstein loves you, your mother and father love you. You don't know how to lay, so do something else. You're not good at laying, so what? Not that you should say it in that way. I'm just saying. I wouldn't say that way if to make it. It's only because everybody's fragile now, so you have to make it into a whole thing with ribbons and with colors, and you have to put up uh, balloons. When he walks into the house, it says, you're a great Balkari. And make balloons. The Balkari of the Year Award. Balloons. <clears throat> and, if a, and if a kid comes to the class and he spells it right, they have to give him a sticker with a smiley. He spelled it. And all the teachers, they have to come in. The principal, you see this? Sarula spelled it. I-T. And they give stickers, also balloons. These balloons people, I'm making a lot of money. I'm sure, I hope there's some hidden in that business because I see balloons are very big. A lot of balloons. <clears throat> a lot of balloons. He said it. It's two letters, not one. For that, you get two balloons. But this is a Michigan event. And all of this is... All of this is coming from the Goyesh help of what it means to build a person up. Not from the emes ha'amitis of the mitzis, of the neshoma ha'kedoshe, of who a Jew is. But And if the child doesn't get that, then he sees himself as not being mitzliv. He sees himself as not being good. And then you weren't yoytze his parents. Those of us who are a little bit older remember parents that didn't have to always with the compliments and this and that. It wasn't such a... <clears throat> there was an understanding and a feeling of, of being appreciated for who you really are. Hashita l'shtayf es-adam l'shtayf l'adam es-hamayach ad sh'yamen sh'mamina bay sh'hutayf This shita to, to rinse a person's, to wash a person's brain. Till he believes that all the people around him that he loves and respects all think of him as being good. And when he believes in that, then he will identify himself in the way that his friends and family Describe him, 
that they believe in him, the way they speak about him. And this is going to make him into a good person. So Shita shall go in. Plain and posh. This Shita is a Shita shall go in. They Bamis have to do that. But it's a Shita shall go in. Kyalpi Shita Zu. Nivna Ha'adam mi Bachutz. Loimi Taichai. Because by this, according to this Shita, the person, the person is built by others who are outside of him, from outside of himself, not from inside of himself. It's a shita of Goyim. It's a shita that's neshamalus. It's without neshama. It's cold. It's empty. It's shallow. It's hollow. It works for some people for some time. But it's not a tikkun of a yid. What's the first mitzvah we got as the Jewish people? Shabbos. Chaydish. Kiddush Chaydish, right? The new moon. Or Shchaydish. It's the first mitzvah. But the Svarna Kedoshim tell us. It can't be that out of all the mitzvahs of Torah that the sister of Shalom said, all right, we'll start off with Kiddush Chaydish. Why not? That's not a coincidence that the first mitzvah that individuals are, I don't know if you don't have this, but the first mitzvah as, as a people was this Shabbos. Why? Because the Yisait of Rosh Chaydish, listen carefully, because it really needs an Arichas and it's light. The Yisait, which says in the Svarim, the side of Rosh is that no matter how dark a person is in his life, what he sees in himself, a Yid has the Bechira Chavshiz to turn and to face the sun and to illuminate his life. That's all. You have that choice. The whole world says that there are a series of psychological, social, economic, political things that have brought you to this place and there's nothing you can do about it. Kiddush HaKadosh is the, the pnimius, the pnimius of a Yid. The pnimius of a Yid is that with all of, there could be many things in my life, my upbringing, it has an effect on me, so for sure. My family, I came from this kind of family, it has an effect on me, for sure. I had problems with my parents, sorrows, this, that. I had problems in school, I had not so smart, that this, that, that, it was poor. All different kinds of problems, 100%. And therefore there was a darkness in your life, and you grew up with a lot of darkness. What does Kiddush HaKadosh say? Kiddush HaKadosh says that the Baruch Shalom said to us, every single Jew, no matter how dark, your upbringing is your past, your life, the mitzvahs of what you've done. Each and every one of you has the ability to turn towards that nekudas hashemesh to the point of sunlight inside of you. That is what elokai neshamesh The sunlight is the neshama. Every single Jew, no matter how dark, it's the beginning of klaus. That's how we became Klayasel. That's when that's the that's the same way that that Klayasel was born with that with that mitzvah of Kiddush Chayyim means every day every yid now also can bring himself back to life with that nakuda that I have the bechira I have free choice I have the choice to face the sun I have the choice to face that nakuda of sunlight which is the innermost metzius of my existence, which is the boyrei oilum, which is the chelik elokah mimal, which is the neshama that HaKadosh Baruch who created inside of me. And the Baruch Shalom has made aidas that this is who I am. And I have the chira chavshis to turn to face that, and that could light up my entire life. And even if I get dark again, I'll get light again. That's the, that's the beginning of a yid. That's the beginning of the metzius of Klaus. Not from outside, from inside. B'ni b'chari Yisrael. But the Baruch says about us in this parasha, 
B'ni B'chur Yisrael, my child, my firstborn child. You don't need anybody else. The Baruch says that about us. You don't need anyone. Ani v'le malach, ani v'le shalich, ani hu, ani Hashem, ani hu v'le achim. The Baruch himself says. Moshe l'mad avadayme. Adon yeshloi v'yad yahalim sheshav yom asayim elavdol. A person has a diamond that's worth $200,000. Kidu kol yahalim kadesh yizgala b'choy v'chol hadivis yoyfei v'tzifarato. All of laver litusha. But he knows that in order for a diamond to really... To be able to, to, to be the, the diamond that, that's worth something, it has to be properly polished. It's a big chachma to polish a diamond, to, to do it properly. An expert will tell you, this is a gorgeous diamond, but you have to take it, you have to polish it. You have to take it to an expert to polish it. And then if you publish this, you could sell this in the, in the market for a fortune. There's a person that's not so smart. He looks at this diamond. There's a guy standing there and he says to the owner of this diamond, what do you have to get it polished for? I'll tell you what you could do. You get some sort of a covering, some sort of a cover, and you cover up that you make it outside the diamond. And you sell it in that, in that covering. In that, you make a covering. You touch it up a little bit. You paint a little bit. You make some covering. You can sell the diamond. Where do you have to go? To go have it polished costs a lot of money to polish a diamond. You don't have to go bother to get it polished and spend a lot of money to have the diamond polished. In other words, what this guy's telling you is to hide the, to hide the unpolished diamond and to cover with something. Just one more minute. Then you're not going to see the diamond at all. You only see the covering. This is exactly the shita of the world. You take a human being whose mitzvah is his taiv ma'ay, this beautiful on the outside, there's bad stuff on the outside. Of course. blemishes, they have to be crushed, they have to be separated. like we learned from do we tell this diamond? No, 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 no. It's really, it's a very nice diamond. You just put a covering over. What's the covering? Compliments and all kinds of things that put him, make him, uh, give him a better place in the class, make him feel good about himself, buy him a balloon. And that's it. Tadmis chiyuvis me'ahayrim lakachnu, the parents should build him up. Lakachnu odom toiv, shi'ez b'yisigim shara. We've taken a person who's a diamond, but he has on him some spots on the outside. Atafnu, instead of polishing him up, and bringing out the diamond that he is, what do we do? Atafnis and Atafnis, we cover him up with all these phony things, compliments, he did this, he did this, that's nice, he did this, all that. The Bernaria, which is that we have this delicious, uh, beautiful thing. But it's a fake. Zoyz bim koim legalis And we did that instead of revealing to him, who is he be'amis? All the Torah of Hashem is this Indian of being the gal of the Neshama. Everything we've learned from the Piyasetzna and Rabbi Nachman and the Balatanya, all the Sarmakadoshim is on this Nakuda of being Megalov in the Shom of a person. Mihu Be'amis. Ein Tzarech Lishtamishim Dimuyim Shel Shechnua. I don't have to use all kinds of, all kinds of, uh, of Kumsim to be Meshachneh, to, to trick or to convince or to talk him into it or to scare him about Gehenim or to scare him about other things. I don't have to do any of that. All these talks that we got with chazals and all kinds of things put in that made us crazy. Never got to the etzim hadover, to the toif, to the emes. The best thing is the truth. I don't have to make any phony packages. What's that? He, the truth is the best thing. 
the emes takes a law, and the emes will come out. If a person has a healthy, simple basis, be aside the foundation and believing in the Bari Oilam, he believes the Torah is true. If you believe that the Bari Oilam is true, and the Torah is true, then you have to believe in that truth. The truth of what? Of what the baker said, that we're also good. If you believe in the Torah, if you believe in, 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 in the Bari Oilam, Shabbos is who taiv, taiv ma'ayv, then you believe in the taiv ma'ayv of who you really are. You know, Kashbaru should help us in Higalin uh, to reveal, to reveal within ourselves and to be able to, <clears throat> to be able to have siyayta d'shmaya, that it's easier when the Kashbaru himself shines it clearly upon us. We should be zaycheh to our panav yizbarach and the our shivasimei braces of the gulash and the amitas mehebi menu amen.